Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Claps, claps, claps. Les différents podcasts de frappe. Arsenal have been through their mile and a half of pipe like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption where you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. El podcast de golpe diferente. But Arsenal are going through their pipe, like I say. We'll be back. The Different Knock Podcast. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. Well, start, eh? Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of The Different Knock Presents, a pre-match prediction. So, just uh, a bit of new content for you all. Um, this is going to be a, a, a per-game show where myself and a guest, or maybe even just my own dulcet tones, pop on and we have a little look at the, the game coming up. Uh, it's going to be a varying kind of set of formats. Uh, we'll we'll learn together as we explore it together, guys. Um, but uh, episodes will probably range between 15 and 20 minutes. And yeah, but to get on with it and get past the boring stuff, uh, it's time to introduce my first ever guest. This is really weird, by the way, anyone who's who's popped on for the first episode of this. If this actually goes live, this could end up in an archive somewhere. <laughs> Me actually hosting this. This is very strange. But um, somebody who's basically a, a show regular who should basically hold a guest spot at this point with the amount he rattled my head during the Christmas quiz, I've got uh, Mr. Andy Sellers here to discuss the Liverpool game with me. Hello, mate. Hello, mates. How are you doing? I'm really good. I mean, good. I know how you're doing. I've just asked yeah. you, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's that, it's, it is that classic <laughs> podcast thing of, we have to we have to do that pleasantry so everyone mm. can hear it. So yeah. they think we're good people. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, Andy. I'm just it was, it, I tell you what, I tell you what, it was an excellent <laughs> intro. For your first intro, it was an excellent intro. I'm there. Well, um, I'll drink to that. So we're here today uh, to discuss the the impending doom of Arsenal for the <laughs> tomorrow night. Uh, with Do this, you think it's going to uh, be impending doom? Game. No, I don't. I don't. I'm just I'm just being my, my own over yeah, yeah, yeah. self. Um, but I think the the best place for us to start, really, and I think it's the only conversation that seems to be happening at the moment about football is is postponements. Um, news broke today that the FA is considering changing the availability players ruling where you have to have 13 plus one, uh, one goalkeeper, 13 outfield fit players to, to play a game. Uh, and obviously with the circumstances of this game being called off a couple of weeks ago and now being played today, I think that's that's kind of the best place to start. Uh, I just wonder, I, I wonder what your opinion is on on this whole ruling thing. For me, it is a bit like... In, in the richest league in the world, if uh, the the fact that this wasn't sorted out as a as a just an industry set standard, and mm. there has been ways to manipulate this rule to you know to both Liverpool and Arsenal's gain in the last two weeks, yeah, does baffle me a bit. Yeah, my I was thinking about this the other day, and I was thinking, look, and Jamie Carragher says it a lot. I think he said it about kind of like Project Restart and stuff. Like ultimately. Clubs are going to look after themselves. They like they shouldn't, but you know, in the bigger picture, 
realistically, at the moment, clubs will look after themselves because maybe the FA can't, you know, keep a handle of them as good as they should. I don't know. I don't work for the FA. But what I was thinking about the other day was what do football fans actually want? Is like, realistically, we all want a level playing field and we all want games basically to go ahead because ultimately it just, it disrupts people's plans. Yeah. People, if they're going to the game, they'll, you know, be screwed over their travel and people who are watching them, you know, they'll like last week I put a notification in my phone to make sure I was free for, you know, last Thursday, you know, it's not the end of the world, but it's like people want those yeah. games because they build up to them, their events. And ultimately, I think the reason that a lot of the kind of the, the kind of, you know, bickering between fans on Twitter is ultimately just because they want the games to be, go ahead and they want it to be even. And ultimately, oh. it's not even. It's, it's no. not because I'm a Liverpool fan. I will always defend them. And I, I don't think I could give a non-biased view about oh, whether, neither me, neither me. whether... Yeah, and I was going to say, I don't think there's a way you could give a non-biased view about whether Liverpool deliberately didn't feel the best level or not. I don't know. I wasn't there. Jurgen Klopp doesn't seem like that kind of manager. Maybe he's fooling us all. But again, I don't think I could give a non-biased view about that. But ultimately, I just think it's the reason it's kind of gotten to this point where people are having goes at each other is because, to be honest, Liverpool can get away with it. They will, because they're one of the biggest clubs in England and so are Arsenal. But when two happen in one week, people are just going to get annoyed. And it is just one of those things where... It now has to, for me, it has to stop. It's like, yeah. if the if the laws of the country are supposedly changing this week as well, then football also needs to stop. Like, I think the yeah. response by Tottenham has been funny, to say the least, to especially the North London derby. But Conte did make a good point in his press conference, which was just, this is the only league that I've ever known that's like cancelled due to injuries. And yeah, fair enough, that's not exactly what he said what? Uh, to be fair, it's, it's, it's the only league that really is cancelled yeah, yeah yeah. so you know? that would be my th- I think for me it has to just stop now because the clubs are big enough they can they can field teams if Le- if Leeds can put a 15 year old on their bench yeah so I can think, uh, Liverpool yeah. and Arsenal so can Liverpool everyone, so can Arsenal so can and, and you know uh, these bigger these bigger clubs are, are very well stacked with um with with prospects, you know, we've we've been introducing Charlie Patino, Amari Hutchinson has been training with our first team. There's there's quite a few players who quite smartly for at least kind of a month now have been training with the first team yeah. just in case of an outbreak. Yeah. And I I mean I, the only thing that I would question is whether um, you open yourself up to to different legal challenges from clubs who say, well, these guys have had games postponed and we haven't. But I I I, th- I think we should just get on with it to begin with, mm. you know. We want these games played, and whilst you know the postponement of the Spurs game was a was a plus for Arsenal, we did only have one COVID case. It yeah. was mainly injuries and Afcon. It's the same with Liverpool. So, it's like it's always like obviously yeah. you don't want them to be postponed, but if it benefits your team, again, of there's course, no way course, anyone can give a non biased view to that. You're but want, with Leeds, yeah. You look yeah. at Leeds and the amount of injuries and, yeah. and that, uh, that they've had, and they've. Uh, I, pretty sure they've still yet to postpone a game if not it's only been they postponed against liverpool on boxing day okay so the, um, i think yeah, yeah. they postponed one and you, and they and they're still in the midst of this this absolute crisis you do start mm-hmm. to wonder and see the bias coming through 
but um, to kind of, I'm, I'm really bored of it now. I just, and that's why I want the postponements to stop so we can stop having this silly conversation about why. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, and it, it just seems just... a bit futile in the biggest sport in the world and the most yeah. funded sport in the world. Yeah. Uh, but to move on, so the the game in context for kind of both of our clubs um, <laughs> is is kind of fascinating. For Arsenal, it's our last chance um, of silverware after being dumped out of the FA Cup by Notts Forest. And for both teams, it does kind of seem to be the best opportunity to kind of adorn their season with silverware. You know, Liverpool, while still in the FA Cup, that's a, that's a very good opportunity for them, are 13 points, I think, off the top of the table, but they've got two games in hand. And that you are still in the Champions League, but with the struggles over the last kind of couple of games and with with COVID kicking around, like un- unless you know you can recreate a sensational Champions League run, I don't know if 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 you'll make the final. But if you did, and I didn't realize this, you'll have been in three Champions League finals in five years. Yeah, that yeah. is unbelievable. And fair play to Jurgen Klopp for that because the man has has worked miracles. Um, and I guess kind of the the one question is how important do you think silverware is to Liverpool this season? Because for me, it as an Arsenal fan, I'm, I've been very blessed watching us win lots of FA Cups. Silverware this season just doesn't seem important. So I wonder what what kind of your feelings on it are. I I've I've spoken to lots of Liverpool fans about this, mainly my family and you know, friends. I think silverware is really important this season. I think it's it's got a bigger weight to it than it has in the last few. Because I think that early on, I don't think it, there was pressure. I think it was more there were there were big goals early on, and if, mm. when he when Klopp joined, which was twenty sixteen, so coming up to his sixth sixth year now, sixth completed year, was to get back into the top four, kind of reestablish ourselves, and ultimately win the league. And they won the Champions League in the process and the Club World Cup. And that's a great, you know, achievement. That's history made. And there's been lots of records broken since. But, and I think Jamie Carragher summed it up really well right at the beginning of the season, I think. I think he said the beginning of the season. It might have been a few months in. Which was, there is an undeniable truth that if you, yes, Klopp has been amazing, revolutionary. One of the greatest Liverpool managers of all time. No, no question for Liverpool fans. However, if he gets into his sixth season and hasn't won more trophies or gets to the end of his tenure and hasn't added to that trophy cabinet, there are certainly going to be some, probably more likely without outside of Liverpool, the club, who will say that they did underachieve. And I think that Ultimately, in the last few years, they've been unlucky in that they've been at the same time as Man City in terms of the league titles that mm. they're just wiping the floor. Last year was a difficult Champions League campaign. The year before was a strange one. It was an Atletico Madrid last game. Last year with that, ridiculous injuries as but, well. Yeah, but it was the, more like the year before when they won the league that they had this just real mm. tough tie against Atletico that they just couldn't squeeze through. And I think it was goalkeeping mistakes in the end that cost them. But like... If they've gotten to this point now, I think the I think the league I think this game has a lot more importance than I think they're giving off. All the messages early on for from Liverpool players, especially in the summer, were we want to compete on all fronts. We want to win multiple trophies. And I think that 
this game, and I think you saw it in his lineup last week, he wants to win this trophy. And I think uh, more more so than yeah, more so than most managers maybe want to win a league cup. I think that there's a certain level of we need to start getting some silverware back and we need to start getting some trophies and build kind of momentum. And the Champions League, I always think the Champions League is, tends to sometimes be a bit of a potluck sometimes. Oh, absolutely. I, absolutely. I think it's like, I think that home field advantage for Liverpool, I would fancy as against anyone, but you never know if you're going to be playing home leg first or uh, second. So yeah, I'm not sure. It's... But in answer, long-winded answer to your question, no, I would say that... It's a good this, answer. <laughs> thank you, Brad. Thank you. You give more compliments than Alex. No, <laughs> no I think in terms of... Uh, that's just not true. Alex is a lovely boy. Um, he's amazing. Uh, he's going to hear this as well. I don't know why we're pretending like he's not. He doesn't exist. Hello, Alex. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I think that... Yeah, I think this game has massive importance to Liverpool. I think it certainly has a big importance to me as a fan. And so I would imagine that that is reciprocated because yeah. I think that a cup run just is always exciting. You want to see your teams at Wembley. You want to see yeah, your I teams playing at Wembley. You want to see them playing and winning those trophies. And I, I always really like the League Cup. I don't know get I think why the League Cup is a, is a fascinating it. kind of enigma as well. In that having the final in in kind of February March yeah. time, I've I've always seen if you win that, that's such a great springboard into pushing you on to achieve your goals for the rest of the season because you get the taste of success. Mm. And I think that, especially you know, whilst uh, say Liverpool do win their two games in hand, an eight-point gap isn't unassailable. You could still go on to win the league. And I guess there is a bit of a desperation around at the moment that the kind of same fate doesn't befall this this golden Liverpool generation that kind of befell Arsenal post the Invincibles and that in kind of 10, 15 years' time, we're, we're not looking back and saying you only won one league title and one Champions mm. League in this mm. period because... That just isn't enough silverware for genuinely how sensational this Liverpool team has been. No. Like the 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 year that it was like what ninety nine points, ninety eight points for the season. You you look at that and you think like, it, I think it's what in every other Premier League season on record you would have won it. Mm. it you you were well, it's, re- it's record it's record it's, points tallies and they broke it the, yeah. the next year. I think it's, it's like it's crazy. It's, it's great, but it also and. Not to quote Roy Keane, I think. I think it's Roy Keane who said this, but like no one talks about how many points he got. It's whether no, you won it or not. And ultimately, thing, especially as a player, you look back and go, what medals did I win? Not yeah. how many points did I get in that season? But how? But I'm interested, how important do you think it is for Arsenal? Because I think that... I, I really uh, don't. I, I do you think, really not I think, think? I think it's important to Mikel Arteta. I don't think it's important to Arsenal fans. I, I, Mikel Arteta for me is a very hungry manager who's going to want to compete all the time and and get that success to back himself up. He's still got something to prove. Whereas as a fan this season, I sit there and I go, we won the FA Cup, not last year, but the year before. We've won four FA Cups in eight years. I would much, I'm much more focused on kind of improving our league standing this year than than kind of a League Cup purely because I think that league standing gives us a better springboard. And that is something that we massively need. We we don't, sorry, I don't think the League Cup gives us that. Getting that league position, that kind of fourth to fifth, sixth position does give us a springboard to build and build. Whereas a, a League Cup for me, even though, you know, it does give you that taste of success. And listen, if we're in the final and we 
we beat Chelsea, I'm going to celebrate it yeah. as madly as I celebrated yeah. any trophy. But in terms of importance, it, it, it just isn't up there for me this season. I, I kind of want to make a case that I think it, it's important. I think in terms of like the, in terms of I get, again, you'll know more than I will in terms of like your trajectory of the season, where yeah, you'd like to yeah, go. Yeah. But I think there's definitely something about players playing in finals and getting used to playing in semifinals and finals yeah. that is really important to their That's development. And thinking about how young your squad is and thinking about how young those players are who are on the bench, like Patino and who did you say? Hutchinson yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah Hutchinson, like, um, Mika Bira. There's, there, I mean, even five I mean, of them. I mean, Saka, you know, like Saka, like yeah. Emil Smith-Rowe. These players have already, I mean, Saka's already played in a final and lost in a in a tough way for him. How much bigger of a player? By the way, he had Robertson in his back pocket last week. I've not seen a player. Oh, I've not seen a player so dominate Robertson the way that he did last week. It was it was the it was the first time I've really watched him and been like, oh shit, no, he's actually really good. Really, yeah, really it's good. just the way he uses his yeah. body. He, he he's yeah. unbelievable. But I think he's gone to level up this season. I mean, from an outside point of view, against his performances, Man City was great, and I think that that final, although you lose them. They still give a kind of, they still build yeah. the players up. There's something that happens to them, whether they win it or not. But there's something about getting used to playing in those big games that I think is really important. It's like I always think back to the finals that Liverpool lost before they actually won anything. They lost three yeah. finals, I think, before they won anything yeah, the with Europa Klopp. League. Europa League, League Cup in the same season, and then the Champions League in Kiev. Oh yeah, and I think you uh, think that Champions League loss through kind of no well through mistakes more mm. than than performance that builds something in you to have it snatched away yeah. from you by something like that because as, as well when i thought it when i watched the game the, the the final in 2019 against spurs i watched the game and remember i remember thinking in kiev this real madrid team are just better they are better, not because they are better players or anything. You know, they're still similar sort of eleven than it is now, but they just are used to being there. They're not. They're calm. They're calm. Yeah. And then when I when we then when I played against Spurs, when the next year <laughs> when we played against Spurs in Madrid, I was like, that's what Spurs are like now. Like they're just not used to it. And ultimately, Liverpool killed that game and were able to manage it because they're used to being in those finals. And I think that there's something yeah. about that for this Arsenal team in particular, who are young, that if they got into something like final, I think it could really, really benefit them. Really, in the long term. I mean, I, I think, I think great, they'll all be... I, I think they'll all be in, involved in England and involved in, you know, lots of big competitions anyway. And, and, you know, not just English, but, you know, all the players. But I think that in particular, those kind of young English players like Saka, Ramsdale, White... White was class last week as well. I'd not again. I hadn't thought about how good he was, but I thought he was class last week. Yeah, and I, well, Ramsdale probably had his worst game in an Arsenal shirt, and you do come to wonder it, it whether five, it is five minutes. I mean, he was whether he was really solid, the, but oh yeah, I, I do just think though whether it is the kind of overroar of that occasion because most of these players, you know, Ben White and Ramsdale, whilst in the camps for England, didn't play in in the semi final or the final or even the quarter final, so that's probably their first big experience of being within touching distance of a final. So I think you are absolutely right. Any any chance to get those moments, to get the team used to 
to winning or getting mm. getting getting them to want to do it, getting them want yeah. to be in those situations is is absolutely vital. Uh, all right, I think let's let's move on to some predictions. <laughs> so form going into this game, uh, Arsenal's last five was a win against Sunderland, a win against Norwich, that heartbreaking loss to Manchester City, <laughs> the oh God egregious loss to Nottingham Forest. Lord almighty, that was the worst 90 minutes of football I've watched Arsenal play in a long, long time. And then the draw at the Anfield leg, which feels crazy that the last game we played was against you guys. And that feels like ages ages ago. ago. Um, And then for Liverpool, the last five was the loss at Leicester, a draw versus Chelsea, which I think Chelsea were really lucky to come back in. I watched that game. It was... It was it was very strange. I didn't get to see it. I was watching my friend in a Christmas carol. Oh, gutting. 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 And then so annoying. the win against Shrewsbury, the draw versus us, and then uh, the win against Brentford. <laughs> so, uh considering all factors, what are your what are your scores on the doors predictions for me? Scores on the doors. Um it's funny, I was saying I was speaking to a uh, uh one of the people at work today, who's, a, who's an Arsenal fan, and you know, it's one of those things where two men meet, don't have anything to talk about, so we end up talking about football. And um, <laughs> so, and so uh, classic. yeah, it was just literally like, yeah. Uh, and um, uh, and I asked him what he thought the score would be, and I think he said like two oh, one Liverpool, and I was like, I'm not as confident. I'm I'm gonna say, and this this is a hot take. Not really, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna go to extra time and penalties. I, I, do you know what? I was gonna say the exact same. thing. No, it's the definition of sitting on the fence. <laughs> no, I I do I think yeah. it will be I think it will be a score draw and yes. then extra time and penalties because I think that without the one thing that you guys really lacked in the last leg um, was kind of that lethal instinct yeah. up top and also Xhaka kind of getting that red card definitely played into Arsenal's favour because the one thing that Liverpool love is that space. Yeah. And when we just sat there in, in a in a bank of five and a bank of four, it gave you nothing to do. So I, I, I think that with with the with the players you have back, I think it's gonna be a score draw. I'm gonna go for a I'm gonna go for a two two extra time. <laughs> it's exactly the same as me. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. <laughs> We'll see if either we'll yeah. see if we're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I do think that Liverpool will snatch it on penalties, and I think that this is where what you spoke about will come into practice. This is where we'll see a Liverpool team who is so used to playing in these moments and finals that they will cruise through it, and I think we will see some kind of shaky uh, moments in that shootout from 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 kind of a, a very a very youthful Arsenal, and then a predicted lineup for me. Do you, do you, if you got one, let's yeah, have a, let's I think I think I think there's not going to be. I don't think it's going to change an awful lot from the first leg. To be honest, I think that it will be. I think it will be Allison and goal. I would go for Trent. I will still say Matip, even though I think that Canate could could potentially. But I will say Matip because I think he's just a bit more experienced. Him and Van Dyke have a great partnership, so I'd say Trent, Matip, Van Dyke, uh, Robertson. And then the midfield three, uh, I don't think Milner's going to play again. I th- I don't think that he, I think that it was a bit negative. I love Milner. I, I don't think he's going to be here next season because I think he'll contract run out. 
But I think they'll go for Jones and I think it'll be a midfield of Jones, Fabinho and Henderson because Jones is so direct and Klopp's called him the most offensive player uh, in the team. Not literally offending people, but I think he's the most, in terms of the most offensive and the most direct and Mm. shoot on sight. And he's really got a goal in him. And I thought that when he came on last week, the game did change for us a little bit. I think he just adds a bit of energy that Milner maybe just doesn't have. Was it Nico Williams as well that came on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He performed quite well down that right-hand side for you in in the time that he was on. Well, I suppose that's that's a slightly different conversation because I think that that was because Trent was playing so much as like the 10 that then mm. or the eight that Henderson was kind of going wide and Henderson just doesn't have the, that energy. But like, no. again, that's because it was a bank of five and a four and yeah. And then I think front three, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with what they, what they've been playing, which is um, uh, Minamino in that false nine. Oh no, sorry. Minamino, wherever they, he ends up Somewhere. going for me, for me, in that false nine and then Jota on the right, which I think that is, it's an interesting one. Cause I don't think, I don't think it's Jota's best position. And I don't think it's necessarily Minamino's best position, but I think they all go through the center. And, mm. but I think they're sort of playing out there for a force of, you know, because of no, well, yeah. Mane. but yeah, that'll be my, so, I think, that. It's a real shame because I think Harvey, is it Harvey Elliott that broke his leg? He's now back in training. Yeah, just back in training now. So I think that, you know, that, that inj- this this time would have been a perfect time to see him kick on. And as somebody who's watched kind of prospects flourish for the last two years, I think that's been a real shame to yeah. to kind of not be able to see his progress because he does look like an absolute He's ball. He's he's class. He he's very, very good. He's class. He was, I remember watching games. <clears throat> I mean, Liverpool got a really nice crop of young players coming mm. through. That again, I think sort of reiterating back what we were saying is that like how important that must be for their development to be involved, even on the bench or just part of those games. Harvey Elliott was there, the Champions League final win. He was there, the Club World Cup win. Like he's, he was there. Curtis Jones, you know, got a Premier League winner's medal. These players, like they need a little time, but once they have that taste and once they see those good examples like Arsenal have now as well, they're, they'll be ready. They'll be ready sooner. And I think that Harvey Elliott's a, a good one. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cade Gordon makes an appearance as well, who Ooh. looks really class. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And Nico Williams again. But yeah, I think so. Alrighty. Well, What's your lineup? Uh, oh yeah, uh, my lineup. I almost ended the episode without telling everyone <laughs> that, that. You can tell it's, a, you can tell it's my first time. Deflowering me well, Andy. Um, I think... I think we'll have seen some very clever tactics from Mikel Arteta in uh, saying that Chambers and, and Tierney were unavailable from the for the North London derby because of like uh, injury doubts or light injury. I think that it will be Ramsdale in goal. Uh, and if Chambers is actually fit, I think it will be him at right back, White and Gabriel at centre-back, Tierney on the left, uh, Laconga and Erdegaard as the double pivot, and then Saka on the right, Smith Rowe in the 10, Martinelli on the left and Lacazette up top. Nice. I think, because I, I think that we definitely did, we definitely did some kind of, oh yeah, this player's injured mm. when he wasn't really injured to mm. get out of that mm-hmm. Spurs game. Um But uh, it's going to be a good game. I think I, do you know what, for the, for the first time in a long time, the last kind of two Liverpool games, especially after kind of the, the Anfield 4-0, um, 
Uh, I'm actually I, like I'm starting to get excited about playing teams like Liverpool. Yeah, which is which is kind of in previous years I, I'd kind of put my Vietnam War cap on and be <laughs> I think, screaming. Yeah, I think Arsenal. Honestly, it's 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 one of those times when that fear factor of playing against an Arsenal team is is definitely back. You're like, oh no, not Arsenal. Like you do, and and I think that <clears throat> I don't think it's unfair to say that. Trust me, I was part. I was a fan when Liverpool were managed by Roy Hodgson. I know how that transition period feels. And when you just get that constant kind of like, Liverpool aren't this or Arsenal aren't a big club anymore. When you finally get that fear factor back, it it does come. Can we do something fun though? Yes, of course we can. Sorry. No, it's all right. I've definitely got something stuck in my throat. Anyway, you've got, our hypothetical, we're we're doing a hypothetical, five penalty takers. Okay, let's do out it. of that let's out go. of that out of your whole starting lineup slash bench. Who do you have as your five penalty takers? If if it even goes to penalties, it might not even. Oh. But I just I don't know why. I've just got a feeling. I just got a feeling it will get to a stalemate and a score mm. draw is like one 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 after ninety minutes, two all after extra time. Penos. Oh, okay. My five uh, would be Lacazette. Hmm. Um. Saka, Smith Rowe, Ben White, and Kieran Tierney. I just think all of those people have the mentality. Yeah. I think uh, Lacazette um, has only ever missed one penalty for Arsenal. Smith Rowe is our top scorer this season, so he's got a taste for goal. Um, I think Saka has, has got absolute balls of steel, so I think he'll be fine. And then Ben White actually does give me the kind of allure of a real calm and assured mentality. So him and then Tierney, my choice for captain, I think that he's yeah. he's he's made of absolute gold. So mm-hmm. oh, what about you, mate? <laughs> I'm going to say, because Liverpool as well have done a penalty shootout against Leicester. The of course, quarter, in the quarters. Oh, Kelleher so, saving two as well. What Kelleher, yeah, oh. he's a good. Yeah, I mean, he's a young player as well. That like he will be a Liverpool number one. I have no doubt, no doubt mm. about that. He will definitely take over Allison's shoes uh, if unless he moves earlier, in which case he he could. But I would say that I would say Milner. I think you'd, you'd bring him off the bench. I would then say Firmino. Fabinho, Jota, who's left? Maybe it would be Minamino again, but Minamino missed one against Leicester. So I don't know if he necessarily would, but I really want him to have a moment where he's like the hero. I want him to have a moment. He's such a cute guy. I don't, I don't know if he will. I think that I, or if I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, maybe wouldn't put Minamino. I'll put Henderson. Last, I don't. He never takes penalties, but I think that captain captain takes responsibility. Yeah, he's a good lad, Henderson. We like oh, him. Love him. We like love him. him. Alrighty. Well, I think that's uh, everything we've got time for today. Uh, please, if you have any chance, pop over and have a look at our Patreon. Uh, it's three pounds a month now from January. Uh, we've got lots of new content popping up. Uh, please head to at Diffknock on Twitter or. Um, to our buy me a coffee all links are in our twitter or in the show description thank you so much for sticking with us on what is my first ever time hosting a podcast and when i say when i say first ever time this is a one take wonder guys we're not doing this again so (laughs) so uh, thank you so much for listening keep it diff knock and we will see you later
Peace. I'm going to keep that in. <laughs> Please do. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. Please hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buymeacoffee.com, find us on Twitter at DiffKnock, and visit our website, thedifferentknock.com. Thanks. Podcast Network.